welcome back to another episode of Coffee in a Combo Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jenna Berglund. And I'm the other one, Cameron Spear. This is the podcast um, on anything a couple of 20-somethings can come up with. And this week, that something happens to be a guest episode with an esthetician. Um, we have Hannah Warner here on the podcast, and... Um, She's actually from Arizona, but, well, she'll tell you all of that, but I knew her a little bit, I kind of knew her, because I know her uh, sister-in-law, and so I briefly met her at a baby shower, um, and I knew that she did, um, she was an esthetician and did makeup and that kind of stuff, so I reached out to her and asked her if she'd be on it, and she said she would, so we are just thrilled to have her on today, on today and we cannot wait for you guys to um, hear all about it and learn some new stuff, so... Yeah, and today, Jenna, do you want to tell them what we are drinking? Yes, so today we are actually on location um, in Oneida, and we've been doing a lot of driving around and stuff, and just have a full weekend, so we're actually drinking Starbucks Double Shot Espresso. It's like the ones you can get in the little cans, and yeah, just giving us a shot of energy to get us through our days. It has, um, it's espresso and cream. Is yeah. all it is. Yeah. Is and there any sugar in it? I don't know. Well, we're looking. I don't know, but it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. And it's not, I know a lot of their, like, canned stuff are the ones you can get in the glass bottles, you know? They're, like, really sweet. It tastes like you're drinking liquid sugar. And that one is a little bit sweetened, but it's not terrible. It's a strong coffee flavor, so I really like it. Yeah. It just says, it's just cream, and there is a little bit of sugar in it. Yeah. Um, but super good. Super so. good. So, yeah. Highly recommend. Jump in. Yeah. Jumping in. Jumping in. <laughs> Alright, so with no further ado, um, welcome Hannah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, um, I'm from Arizona originally, born and raised, and um, probably in, how old was I when I started getting into skincare and makeup? Well, actually... With makeup, I started getting into my mom's makeup when I was little, and just, I've always loved makeup, but, um, and then in my 20s, I got, started getting really good at makeup, and then started doing other people's makeup for free and just for fun, and then, um, I decided to start charging people for doing wedding makeup because it is a lot of work Mm -hmm. to do everybody's makeup, and, um, I got really good at that, and so kind of just started doing that on the side. And then thought, how can I make myself more legit as a makeup artist? And so I chose between cosmetology school and aesthetic school. Cosmetology is geared more towards, you know, hair and and then makeup and skincare and nails. And aesthetics is all skin and makeup. So I decided to go to esthetician school and get licensed so I could do skincare and just know more about the skin and, you know, continue being creditable as a makeup artist. So I did that in um, 2013. So I've been an esthetician for seven years. And then I've been a makeup artist for probably like eight or nine years now. Wow. Yeah. And um, so during that time, I also, when I was going to school, um, met my husband. We got married, got pregnant. And, um, and then after that couple years, we decided to leave Arizona and come to South Dakota and so now we're in South Dakota and um, having another baby really soon. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, yeah. thanks. That's awesome. That's kind of my backstory there. Awesome. Well, yeah. I think we're just going to jump straight into questions then. Um, we came up with some questions on our own and then we also had our listeners 
send in a few questions of their own too. So yeah, we'll just jump right in. Cameron, when you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay. So the first question is, what does your morning and nighttime face routine look like? Okay. So I've become more of a minimalist these days with everything, including makeup and skincare. So for me, it's really important that I do cleanse morning and night. Um, however, the way I cleanse depends on if I'm wearing makeup that day or not. So um, in the morning, I'll usually lightly just a tiny bit of cleanser and moisturizer. And that's if I'm going to put makeup on. I want a clean, fresh face to put makeup over. If I'm not gonna wear makeup that day, sometimes I'll just splash it with water, but I always use moisturizer because I have really dry skin. Um, and then at night, if I have a bunch of makeup on, I am going to clean my face over and over and over again until all of my makeup is off. Use a washcloth if I have to, depending on how much makeup I put on that day. But the key is I gotta get my face completely clean and then I moisturize again. So cleanser, moisturizer, that's all I use. Um, I could use more. I just, I'd rather keep my cabinets kind of clean and clear. And that's right. just what works for my skin. If so it does the job. Um, if I don't wear makeup that day, it's just going to be a light cleansing and moisturize again. So should you be moisturizing morning and night or does it just depend mm -hmm. like on the skin type? It does depend on your skin type. Okay. Yep. You're oily skinned. Um, some girls don't even need moisturizer. It's just that oily. Yeah. And that's fine. Okay. So if you just need to cleanse and that's that's it, your skin feels nice still, then great. Okay. But the drier your skin is, you'll know. You'll cleanse your face and you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's so dry now. Mm -hmm. I need moisturizer. So, right. Yeah. Right. Um, this one, actually, we got a lot of people asking about this, myself included. Um, what's the best solution to help with textured skin? Okay. So again, a lot of these things are going to, it's per skin type too. Right. So, um, but if you've got kind of a rough texture, exfoliating is going to be, you know, one of your answers for that. Right. And there's a lot of different ways to exfoliate your skin. So I'll kind of go over a list of ways you can exfoliate. So mechanical exfoliation is where you are mechanically using something to scrub your skin, whether it's a scrub with beads in it and you're rubbing that in with your fingers um, using a washcloth with some cleanser using like a clarisonic brush or something like that right. um, micro microdermabrasion so if you go and get a microdermabrasion treatment somewhere or dermaplaning is another exfoliation treatment that's really good and those are all mechanical exfoliation right. tr treatments um, chemical exfoliation is uh, you can get enzyme masks, and they'll kind of help break down that dead, rough skin on top of your skin. Um, alpha hydroxy acid ingredients in products, whether it's a chemical peel or just like a cleanser with that acid in it, um, those acids help break down dead, dull skin, rough skin too. And retinol is another ingredient in either masks or peels or skin, like cleansers that will help um, chemically, um, oh, I'm stuttering here, that will help chemically exfoliate your skin. Um, so that's kind of a long drawn out answer, but so exfoliating your skin is going to help the texture of your skin if the texture is rough. So say right. you've got pitted scarring from old acne that you had as a teenager or something, that's a, that's a texture issue, issue as well. 
chemical peels or laser facial treatments are going to help a texture like that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But what's interesting that um, I didn't know is that, I mean, you hear chemical peels and stuff too, but some of those ingredients you listed you'll find just in face washes sometimes. Yes. That, yeah. And I didn't even think about those um, breaking down and being exfoliating on, all on their own just by being mm-hmm. different chemicals. So yep. that's really interesting. When it comes to those acids and cleansers, though, usually that's more helpful for oily skin, just a side note, versus dry skin. Those will kind of dry out drier skin. Okay. So it's okay. not, you. if you have dry skin, you don't want to have a regular cleanser that has a heavier acid in there because Got it's it. going to strip the oils that you already don't have. Uh, <laughs> you already don't have. Yeah, but there's other, if you just have like a, um, a scrub, with one of those acids in it that you just want to use like every couple of weeks to exfoliate yeah, and you have dry skin, then that's fine. Like I think that'll be okay on your skin. I use, um, I use a scrub slash mask with retinol in it. And so it's a scrub, you scrub it on and, um, like, like you're exfoliating your skin with it. And then you leave it on as a mask for five minutes and then you rinse it off and it just leaves it very smooth. And then that retinol gets in there, which is going to help with that cell turnover. Um, Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. I need that in my life. (laughs) Okay. um, What is best to reduce pores? Okay. So the bad news is that your pore size cannot change. Um, The pore size you have is the pore size you're stuck with. However, you can help the appearance of your pore size. So your pores can look bigger when it's uh, clogged with dirt or oil, for example. So keeping your pores clean by cleansing, exfoliating, you can use the pore strips. Um, You can go to an esthetician and get a facial and get um, blackheads extracted, or you can extract them yourself if you know how to do it properly. Those are going to help your pores be the smallest that they can be. Um, And I know there's myths out there that, oh, you know, um, if you um, cool off your skin, then your pores will be smaller. Or um, if you heat your skin, they'll be bigger or whatever. And yeah, steam can help open up your pores and loosen up the dirt and the oil Mm -hmm. to be able to get it out. That's why estheticians use heat or steam. It's Mm -hmm. to clear out your pores easier but as soon as your skin goes back to regular temperature, they're just going to be the size they are. Right. Okay. Um, a tip, though, if somebody does have very large pores, they just like on their nose and their cheeks, and they love wearing makeup, and the makeup kind of gets stuck in the pores, and it makes your makeup look a little bit weird. I don't know if you know what I'm talking yes. about. Just yep. those little pinpoints right. of makeup that gets stuck in your pores. Using some kind of a um, makeup primer that's kind of a pore filler. Yeah. They make them out like Smashbox right. and all that. That That's what I use because I have, you know, bigger pores on my nose, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so I use that before I'm going to do like a huge foundation routine on my face. Mm-hmm. And it'll just look flawless and you don't see the pores because they're they're clogged with <laughs> primer. With the primer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Which is why you want to clean off all your makeup before you go to bed and get all your pores cleaned out okay. and everything like that so you don't gotcha. have breakouts and everything. But that's my tip to just help with makeup application when you have bigger right. pores. So the nose strips aren't like bad for you at all? I don't think so. You no, think I've so? used them before. Okay. My favorite way to clear out my pores is to just extract them. So after you cleanse your face really well, warm water, that helps, again, that's going to loosen up the dirt and the oil that are in the pores, 
help loosen up your pores too, and then extract, you know, by squeezing them out or using a little extraction tool. Yeah. Okay. Um, make sure your hands are clean, or um, you can even wrap your fingers with some paper towel or cotton swabs or whatever, right. um, and then just kind of squeeze away gently. Don't break your skin open or anything like that, yeah. but they should come out pretty easily if okay. you have if you do those things before you extract. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, how often is it good to do a face mask? So that kind of depends on your age. Um, when you're a teenager, once a month is fine. <laughs> that would be more than plenty. I mean, um, as you get into your 30s, I could once a month to two times a month. And, you know, 40s and up, you could do once a week. And that will be really nice for your skin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily, like, every week. No. I mean, not when... Well, it depends, again, on your age. On your age. Okay. Yeah. Because I know, like, Jenna, you do it, like, once a week. Yeah, I do I do, do it once a week. And, I mean, usually I just use, like, um, sh- like a serum sheet face mask. Okay. And I just do it, like... What are the benefits week. of that mask that you're using? Um, what does it say? Well, it's... I mean, it says. They're just, like, from <laughs> Sephora. Um, it says that they're, like, redness reducing, because I... That's something that I really deal with is a lot of, like, blotchy red spots. So, like, cooling, calming, redness reducing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, if you're just using a mask, that's different than like giving yourself a whole facial. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like a whole facial Mm -hmm. where you like cleanse your skin, you exfoliate it, you put on Mm -hmm. a mask and then you do the serums. Like you do the whole nine yards. Right. But just using some kind of a nice mask for again, like to treat your skin once a week, that's kind of different. And that's right. I think would be fine. Yeah. Right. But as far as doing like the whole nine yards, probably shouldn't be doing that once a week what are are you in your 20s yeah (laughs) yeah well okay so you don't have to if you did and your skin seemed to handle it well and it didn't seem like it was overdoing your skin yeah then then great do it once a week if you want to right um but most of the time you can over treat your skin you can over exfoliate Mm. it you can overwash it and you don't want to do that because you don't want to strip all the natural good oils and yeah. things that and bacteria that is generated on your skin you want that to kind of flourish a little you don't want to constantly strip it yeah. if that makes sense yeah that does yeah. Awesome. okay so i know you mentioned this earlier but what are your thoughts on dermaplaning is it good bad oh um, it's awesome it's awesome okay. yes i love dermaplaning okay yes. and have you ever done the one like use like a little blade kind of yes so that's what the dermaplaning treatment okay. is is you're okay. using a scalpel blade a small scalpel blade and you're just scraping is kind of an aggressive word, but I don't know what else, what other word to use. Um, just gently scraping at the skin, um, and it shave like you're shaving it. Shaving is probably a better way to say it. Okay. Um, so you're gonna shave off all the hair, and you're gonna be lifting off dead skin, flaky skin okay. that's sitting on top. Um, and it's really beneficial for a lot of reasons. Um, you're getting dead, dull skin off. If you have very surfacey discoloration or sun damage, then it can scrape a lot of that off too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it gives you this very even, uh, glowy finish. Okay. And then it's also breaking up that dead, hard skin that's sitting on top and over pores. So every time I've done a dermaplane treatment, my client is like, oh my gosh, my skin can breathe. And it's like, yeah, because now your pores can breathe because they're not right. covered with this dead hard skin. 
And because of that too, you know, people spend a lot of money on skincare products, you know, just to have at home. Mm -hmm. And um, those products don't get to penetrate as mm. deep if you've just, you're just putting it on dull, dead, hard skin that's sitting on top. Okay. More of those ingredients that are really good just sit on top of your skin. So if it's really clean and exfoliated and your pores are open, then it, your skin can really accept those ingredients that you're spending money on. So, so what do you think about doing it um, on your own at home? Because, um, hmm. okay, I'm just going to be completely honest with you, and you might be like, <laughs> you girls are doing this <laughs> girls wrong. are doing it wrong. But we, I, Jenna actually showed me that you can get, like, these little, like, blade things, and it's, like, at, like, you can get like, just, like, at a drugstore. Yeah. And, and I might be totally, yes. completely doing it wrong, and tell me if I am. Yeah, but, but, you but just, we both have, like, yeah, we both have used them, and we really like them. I've so, heard that. I've is, heard other girls doing that. Okay. I think I've seen YouTube videos of other girls showing how they do that with yeah. those type of blades, just yeah. getting them from Walmart or whatever. Um, I haven't tried those blades. I don't know how sharp they are. The sharper your blade, the better because oh, okay. you'll have less nicks. I don't know if you've ever nicked yourself. I have, but I've yep. noticed that the reason is because I'm I'm like aggressively going over a spot or something I shouldn't be sure. doing. <laughs> like if I have like a pimple, because I've also noticed if you run it over like you have, and this could be totally wrong with me. Uh -huh. If I run it over like where I have like a pimple or something, it will like get the gross stuff out. It will like, do you know what I mean kind of? And do you end up bleeding? Is it like kind of cutting in as well? Kind of. Or? Kind of. So I don't Karen's know. Like, oh no! I'm so I don't know if this is right of me to be doing or not. But that's that's well, what I. It's your skin, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So I'm I'm not the type of person or esthetician or anything that would be like like no, you can't do that to yourself because you can do whatever you want to yourself. Yeah, it's right. your choice. Um, I do, but if I had a client and I was dermaplaning them, I wouldn't run the blade over their any kind of pimple or raise. Oh, okay. Mole or anything because I don't want to cut. You don't want I that. don't want to draw blood. You know that's that's true. Right. Um, as an esthetician, that's not I, I'm not supposed to be drawing any kind of blood or yes. going that deep, anyways. Gotcha. So, um, but again, I guess if you see that it's benefit, like you want to break it open to yeah. get the um, pus or whatever out, yeah. then you can do that. It know. works really well. Well, then <laughs> that's good. Okay. <laughs> you know, make sure things are clean. It's more about you don't want to spread infection. Okay. You don't want it to get infected. So just make sure you're being clean with it. Okay. Clean blade, um, wiping it after with, I don't know if you have any kind of like alcohol okay. or stringent or gotcha. something to just help with the healing. But okay. Yeah. Okay. It is good to get the gunk out. Okay. For sure. I've been wanting to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, right. I've been so scared to ask. So <laughs> scared to ask it. Um, just us, you know, getting our, our skincare knowledge from, like, YouTube and Instagram. Right. And, right. Um, uh, okay. So what is the biggest skincare people, skincare mistake people tend to make? So I had to think about this one. I mean, there's a lot. What like, there's I a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. lot. Um... What I thought about is, I think that a lot of people forget that um, our skin is going to be at its best most of the time. There are um, certain cases where that may not be, but most of the time um, our skin is going to be at its best when we are eating healthy and drinking healthy. So, um, you know, you get all these questions, what's the best skincare product for this or that or that? It's like, at the end of the day, 
your skin is going to be at its best when you're healthy, when you're eating clean, mm -hmm. drinking lots of water, not drinking a bunch of soda and alcohol, mm -hmm. um, when you're getting sleep, when you're not stressed. Right. Uh, you can buy the most expensive products in the world, but if you're eating like crap and you're not getting sleep or you're miserable and all those things, then your skin's not going to be as healthy. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we have to remember that more than anything, that your inner health is going to show your best skin. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, so, that totally, that totally does. I think that's the biggest mistake is, it's just like the, you know, the magic pill. Like, yeah. there's no magic pill. You have to do the work or else. Yeah. It's going to show up on your skin. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Exactly. I've been trying to cut out sugar more and I've noticed since I've been doing that, that my skin has been a lot better too. Yep. And it's, oh, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Okay, so what are your thoughts on dry brushing, and what are the benefits, if um, there are any? I mean, I don't know anything about it, really. I just, I, I, randomly, I randomly saw a video of someone, like, dry brushing, and and I'm like, I'm like, what is that? And then I kind of read a little bit about it, and I'm like, huh, seems weird. But it was right around the time the camera was like, do you have any questions to add to our outline? And I'm like, oh, sure, we'll throw this one in and see if she has anything to say about it. So Yeah, I'm actually really familiar with dry brushing. I have my own dry brush. I like to dry brush sometimes. Um, and I learned a lot about it in school. And that's part of, like, when we do um, at a spa, if you get a whole body wrapper treatment, they're going to dry brush you first. Okay. And then they'll put on, like, some kind of seaweed mask or whatever mask you choose to put all over your body. And then they'll wrap you up or whatever and put you under a heat lamp and then wipe you all down and moisturize you and stuff. It's awesome. But um, dry brushing is where you have this brush with all these tiny little bristles. Um, it does feel really scratchy when you're brushing your skin. So you do I do it really lightly because it just scratches. Right. But um, it's exfoliating for one. So that's a really good benefit. You want to exfoliate your whole body, really. Like right. you don't want to just have this face that looks flawless and then the rest of your body, yeah. you're like, forget about the rest yeah. of your body. Like, that skin can just go to hell. Like, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, like, no. <laughs> um, so it's very exfoliating and it helps with circulation as well because we're not really just like rubbing our skin and our body and stuff like that throughout the day, but we kind of should. Like, we need to be moving. We mm -hmm. need to, um, massage is great. We all know that for circulation for our body. And so dry brushing kind of works that same way. Right. Um, and uh, so a tip, I mean, you can do this at home. You can look on YouTube how to do it. But um, the main thing that you want to do and remember with dry brushing is you want to brush towards your heart. So if you're starting at your feet, you want to brush. All your brush strokes need to go up towards mm -hmm. the heart. Um, and then, you know, if you're starting at the top of your body with your shoulders and your arms, again, you're brushing in. Okay. Um, and down towards your heart because it's also helping fluid that's more, you know, right under your skin like lymph. Yeah. Oh. There's nothing pumping your lymph like there's your heart's right. pumping your blood. Gotcha. So you want to um, get all that lymph and fluid moving um, and uh, through your circulatory system, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So does mm -hmm. it help with cellulite? Um... On that note, I don't really think so. It, it, I mean, it maybe on a little, maybe a tiny bit because circulation is going to help move stuff. Right. But, you know, cellulite's a rough one. Like, it, 
I think what helps cellulite the most is healthy diet and water. A yeah, lot of water. A lot of water. That's what's going to help cellulite the most. Okay. But cellulite's really hard to get rid of. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> like once it's there, it's just kind of there to stay. Kind of. Kind of. Well, for example, I'm eight months pregnant. I have cellulite all over my arms and my legs right now. Yeah. Um, and that happened with my first daughter, too. And it's just because there's lots of water weight. Oh. And so it's pushing against my, it's pushing my skin out. And so you can just see more dimples, if that makes sense, because yeah. the fat is okay. dimpling. Okay. But then once I lose all this water weight and lose all the weight and I'm working out and eating like awesome and um, all of that kind of goes away and okay. you really don't see that cellulite. That cellulite's still kind of under there, but not like it is right now, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, it so. does. Yeah. yeah, it does definitely, for sure. Okay, um, what are your favorite skincare products? So I love Hylonia and Skinscript. Um, both of those are kind of products that you buy in spas. Okay. And those okay. are just what I'm stuck on right now. There's so many good products out there that I want to try and that I will try eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, Hylonia is just what I use. It's a really good, clean product, and it's really effective. Um, Skinscript is more of a product that I use on my clients. Like they've got lots of chemical peels oh, okay. and masks. On top of just regular cleansers and moisturizers, but, um, so yeah, those are the two that I use. Can you spell those for our listeners? Yeah, so Hylonia is H-Y-L-U-N-I-A, okay. um, and they have a website, and you can buy product from their website. Oh, and, awesome. And they are a little spendy, but their products are awesome. I love their products. And um, Skinscript, you can't, you can't buy as a consumer um, you would have to buy sure. it from an esthetician or from a spa okay so they don't have an online store or anything like that gotcha. all right you can they have a website but you wouldn't be able to buy anything from them gotcha yeah. okay okay um what are i know we've already touched on this a little bit but um just some more thoughts on chemical peels and in particular the boisha exfoliating cleansing gel i don't i never know how to say that do you know what brand i'm talking about though um, I didn't, and so I had to look it up. So okay. they sell it at Sephora. Yep, yep. Okay, so is that a big thing right now? Or? Yeah, it's a really big thing. I think it's one of, like, the major, when people are trying to do that, like, chemical peel at uh-huh. home, that's yeah. one of the more popular ones that I'm seeing, like, a uh-huh. lot of YouTubers and influencers and stuff use. Yeah. Is that the one that I use? Um, I bought it, it, like, you put it on your skin and go like this, and then it gets all the yeah, dead skin. Yeah, and then all the dead skin starts rubbing I think rubbing that off. is the one I use. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. how do you like it? I like it. I don't, I don't use it very often. I just don't fully feel like I have a lot. I, I probably should use it more often. I just don't. Right. Right. When you but do I like use it, it what, how does your skin feel afterwards? It's very smooth. Well, there you go. So, yeah. I mean, I like it. Yeah. I think what I, what I was most curious about, though, because I think there's a lot of, with this kind of, like, wave of natural beauty products and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are like don't put chemicals on your skin and all that stuff and it's literally you know it's a chemical gel peel so well that's interesting because again so just chemical peels they're called chemical peels because it's chemically peeling versus mechanically or chemical exfoliating Versus mechanically exfoliating. So people sometimes get the wrong idea about the word chemical when we talk about chemical peels because they think it's full of chemicals when it, this one might, this one does have more ingredients than just the acid in it. Right. But like if you get a chemical peel from an esthetician or at a a spa or something like that, 
they're usually using like a straight up acid. Right. You know, and it's not just full of a bunch of other chemicals. Right. Again, we're calling it a chemical peel because it's chemically peeling versus mechanically peeling. That's so interesting. That is so interesting. I didn't know that at all. But again, I did look at the ingredients in this particular product that you're talking about and it does have other ingredients in it. It does have some chemicals. Um, most skincare products are, you right, know, even right. you can find super, super natural ones, um, and they may or may not be effective for you. Everybody's skin is different. Right. Um, but the skincare products that I use, they do have some chemicals in them. They're yeah. not, but I mean, the chemicals you want to avoid the most are dyes and fragrance, parabens, things like that. Um, really long lists of ingredients unless again you have like extreme acne or something where you just need to get it treated and the dermatologist gives you this uh product full of chemicals but it works then maybe it's worth it or like Accutane you know that's like terrible for you right but for some people their acne is so severe and that's the only thing that had worked for them and it was worth it right so you know and it heals it forever Mm -hmm. You just have to kind of pick and choose, you know? Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so the next question is, what do you think is, like, your number one favorite beauty product? And I know that you do a lot with makeup, too. So you can go, it means you already kind of talked about what your favorite um, face products, mm-hmm. facial products are. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what's one of, like, your favorite makeup and, like, beauty products. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's so hard because there's not just, like, one number okay, right. one thing. You can and say, I like, love, five. <laughs> yeah, well, and I love so many different brands. So okay. I'm not the kind of makeup artist that just has, I don't stick to one line of makeup. I just love to pick and choose, like, the best products that I like to work with okay. from different brands. So, like I said, primer, Smashbox. I love their primer, and they have so many primers to choose from for your skin type, okay. your skin color. Again, they have the pore-filling ones. I mean, those are the best primers. And if you're going to do a full face of makeup, a foundation, concealer, all of that, use primer so it lasts all day long and it doesn't just right. start rubbing off or sweating off halfway throughout mm-hmm. the day. So primer is, like, key with makeup. Okay. Um, eyeshadows. That's where you want to spend your money. Okay. And you want to buy them from stores. Do not go on Amazon trying to get better deals. In fact, for any makeup, do not go onto Amazon because there's so many knockoffs and it's so scary. And um, like they're just made in other countries where they're not even regulating or checking right. out the conditions of where these products are being made. And they've done tests on these knockoff products and found like horse urine and feces and all sorts of stuff because they're just in these mm-hmm. dirty warehouses that they're making these products and it's disgusting. And you're putting that so, on your face. And you're putting that on your face. And people right. have had infections and all sorts of yeah. scary things happen to them with these knockoff products. So um, uh, buying your makeup from Sephora, Ulta, or just the actual website right. um, is key. And just spend the amount that you have to spend to get those products. Right. Yeah. Like if you want an Anastasia eyeshadow palette, just spend the 40 to 60 bucks on it yeah. instead of trying to get it for 30 or something somewhere else or like I said, Amazon or right. Wishlist or whatever. Right. Not worth it. Just right. get the real deal. And um, it's important with eyeshadow because eyeshadow, you want it to blend and look really right. flawless and nice together. 
and the cheaper you go with eyeshadow, the less it blends or even just like stays on your skin yeah. mm-hmm. or on your brush. Yeah. So um, I really like Anastasia Stila, of course, Urban Decay for eyeshadows. Again, there's so many other good brands that I haven't tried yet because, mm-hmm, right. again, I kind of stay minimal with my stuff, and palettes last forever. Right, <laughs> right. So I'm just trying to run through my yeah. palette so I can get a new one. Yes. Um, uh, so for foundation, I, I've i tried other foundations. I still – and there are other good ones out there again, but um, – L'Oreal True Match has been like my go-to foundation for years. Really? Yes, for wow. my clients and for myself. And you get that at like Walmart, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. it's like what between seven and nine dollars a bottle. But they have so many different colors, and so I'll just buy like eight different shades for my kit for my clients. Yeah. And I can mix them together to get like right. the perfect color that matches wow. their skin. And then I usually have two to three different cut shades for myself because you know you get tan in the summer and lighter in the winter um but it's just been the best foundation for me so far I really like Clinique foundation but it's expensive and Mm -hmm. the L'Oreal True Match does the job for me right now um I've done MAC and I've seen other makeup artists like do the most beautiful makeup with MAC's foundation and everything but I just didn't like how it worked when I tried it on myself and on other people, I didn't like how it looked, the finish. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've tried other expensive ones, but still L'Oreal True Match has kind of been my go-to. Okay, I, maybe go-to. I'll find something different later. But, right. Yeah. I should yeah. try that one out because I use – I really like mine. I use um, Bare Minerals Foundation. Yeah. And I really like it. I just use the powder. But, I mean, it'd be fun to try something different and cheaper. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, um, Do you use a setting spray? Um, yes, if it, if for special occasions, right. like today I didn't, but right. yeah, if I was like going to a special event or a wedding or on my clients, yes, I always do. Yeah. What's your go-to setting spray? Right now I use the NYX one. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there too. Um, I have used Urban Decays in the past. Um, what other one, which is good. There's a lot of good setting sprays. Yeah. I mean, any kind of liquid, I feel like some, sometimes I feel like you could just spritz water or toner I've used my toner as a setting spray before it's just something to it's like hosing down a dusty road okay you know what I mean to like get it from just like blowing off in the wind gotcha that's what you're doing by setting your makeup is you just kind of want to wet it down and set it okay gotcha (laughs) and so um I think there's other benefits when you buy an actual setting spray maybe it sticks more or something right ingredients they put in it but but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so this was a question from one of our listeners and she said, I have terrible acne and was wondering what you would suggest for more affordable products. That's a hard one to answer just because I don't know what kind, what's, what's the root cause of the acne. Mm. Again, you can spend a lot of money on an acne product and it might do nothing for your skin because it's coming from within and usually with acne it is some kind of internal issue whether it's hormone hormone imbalance um stress induced uh, allergic reaction to something topical or in internal um or just a, a bad diet too much sugar um too much soda too much alcohol mm, yeah so you really have to start investigating 
for yourself what is causing my acne and kind of go through all those motions. Go see a dermatologist because they might be able to help you figure that out too. Right. Um, and if they can't, then again, it's your body. So take responsibility of your own body and health and go investigate and figure out what is causing your acne. Right. Because um, then you may not even need to worry about it in the future if you can figure out what the root is and deal right. with that. Mm. Right. Um, but when it comes to acne, though, and treating it, I feel like you probably wouldn't be able to do a cheap product or something low right. cost. You know, when it's severe acne, you might have to spend the money. Again, if you have to get Accutane or you need to get laser facials or treatments like that, those aren't inexpensive, but right. those are kind of the effective things that I know that actually work to treat right. acne versus some a product that's sold at Walmart or something Right. Like it could work, but right. I don't know. That's yeah. hard because yeah. everyone's skin is so different. Everyone's yeah. skin is. So different. And yeah. I totally agree with going back to like the root of your diet and like yes. how you're living your life. Right. Like, I yes. know. Even I, I finally found out after talking to my doctor that um, dairy was making my face break out. Yeah. And so, and you know, a lot of people, like you said, don't don't know that it can be an internal thing a lot of the time. So. Right. Right. Like I know somebody who has um, back knee. For example, just that breaks out. Um, and when that person stops drinking caffeine, then the skin clears up. Because wow. coffee, mm. caffeine, I shouldn't say coffee, caffeine, caffeine, eggs, dairy, what are some other just rate nuts? What about like gluten? Gluten. Okay. Those are common allergies that people have um, that can be making them break out. Wow. So if they right. cut it out, then yeah. yeah. I know for me, sugar, that's a big. I used to break out pretty bad um, in my early 20s. I would just, it wasn't, it was kind of acne, but not crazy acne. Right. But I was eating junk food all the time. I was drinking soda every day. Yeah. Drinking beer every day. Like, you know, all that stuff. And then once I finally, like, learned about health and clean eating, I don't hardly ever, I have hormonal breakouts every month. Like, you know, like, all things like that. So diet is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I know we've talked a little bit about exfoliating, so you would say that it's good for your skin. Absolutely, Correct? Yeah. And then this person says, but does it just produce, can it cause the production of, like, more dry flakes? Or are you doing it wrong? Or, like... If you over-exfoliate or you're using the wrong exfoliating product. So, again, so, um, glycolic, so, alpha-hydroxy acids are, like, glycolic acid, um... That's better for oily skin because it's going to help suppress the oil production. Okay. Um, so if me with really dry skin is using glycolic um, scrubs or some kind of gl- glycolic uh, peel or something like that to exfoliate, that's going to dry out my skin too much. So right. yeah, I'm like over exfoliating and it can make me flaky. Um, but no... I get really dry in the winter in between my eyebrows. I don't know if I knew you experienced that. Like, I do like dryness right on the tip of my nose. I do on my nose. That's it. Mm -hmm. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of stinks then because dermaplaning, so I'll dermaplane that area and scrape off that dead dry skin and it's all flaky and everything and then I'll moisturize it and then it's just all the flakiness is gone. Yeah. But dermaplaning around your nose is really hard. It is. (laughs) So yeah, I don't yeah. know if that would work for your flaky nose. I tried it actually once, and then I ended up like cutting my nose. So yeah, that's exactly I, I why I'm not. No, so I have not been doing that anymore. That's funny. Um, so for someone with that drier skin, would you suggest um dermaplaning as a good exfoliating? Then? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. And just if there's a good little scrub with um, really grainy beads, not like big round beads. You don't want shards either. Like sometimes um, scrubs have like seed shards in them and stuff like that. Right. I wouldn't really recommend that. It can kind of scratch your face and stuff. Okay. Just really grainy little beads, I think, are the best exfoliating okay. Um, okay. beads and cleansers and stuff like that to use to exfoliate. Awesome. Or just using like a washcloth with some of your cleanser for the dry right. skin people, you know, in circular motions, mm-hmm. just kind of work that stuff off. Is there that a certain you. amount of time you should be, like when you do cleanse your face and like use your cleanser on your face? Is there, I've heard some people say you're supposed to cleanse your face for a minute, like the rubbing motion. Have you heard that at all? Um, I guess it depends. Again, do you have a bunch of makeup on? You gotta get all that just off got, first. Just getting it off. Yeah. Right. yeah, so that's the other thing. Get all your makeup off first, clean your skin first, and then exfoliate. Exfoliating is the next step. Okay. After cleansing, you want to get everything off first. And then yeah. I have another question that kind of is like on the list in the future, but it goes with this, is should you be using makeup remover wipes? Oh, um, so I think those are great for like an emergency situation. You got to okay. get your makeup off. Or eye makeup is hard. Not right. every cleanser is going to be gentle on your eyes and yeah. burn them. My cleanser is, so okay. it'll remove all my eye makeup and it doesn't burn my eyes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So... I don't have to use any kind of additional wipes or anything like that. But um, some cleansers have a hard time getting eye makeup off, especially if you wear a lot. So makeup remover wipes or um, find some kind of eye makeup remover and cotton pads or something to get your eye makeup off would be really beneficial and helpful. Because you don't want to just like rub your eyes like crazy every day. That's going to kind of start to loosen up your skin and it could be bad for your skin. Okay. So you don't think that, I guess it probably depends on the makeup remover wipes, but typically they don't have anything like that's in them that's like bad for your skin. Oh, it depends on the brand. Depends on the yeah. brand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many lines out there. So yeah. you just have to look and read. Okay. Um, one line, well, a couple lines, like for Walmart, for example, um, Burt's Bees, I think they have makeup remover. Yeah, they do now. Yeah. Yep. And their product, I mean, I, I use their lotions usually. I okay. haven't used their facial products just because I like the ones I use, but I mean, they're pretty clean. Okay. And their makeup, too. Like, their makeup ingredients look pretty good, too. Okay. And then, um, say yes to carrots. Oh, I used to use that. Yeah. I I've used that in the past, yeah. too, and I liked it. Yeah. It's just a little bit more spendy. Yep. I um, use Clean and Clear. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. I used to use Clean and Clear. Um, and it was fine. It never... It wasn't ruining my skin or anything. Okay. That's what I used Neutrogena. Just... Okay. Sounds I use good. Neutrogena. Okay. There's just more chemicals and fillers in them, and... There might be dyes or fragrance, so you can oh, look at that, okay. but most of those lines now are with it to okay. where they're going to have at least one right. product that says no dyes, no fragrance, no right. parabens, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Um, so yeah, if you, if that's where you got to go to get your skincare, like, and it's not making you break out or irritating your skin, then I'd say you're okay. Do it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Those are really good recommendations yeah, though, for cheaper because college student here, I need that mm-hmm. cheaper recommendation. <laughs> Um, okay, so we might be saying this wrong, but thoughts on dermal rolling, you know, with the little, like, micro needles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I haven't gotten that done. My roommate, before I got married, she bought one, and I watched her do it, and she loved it. And she, she, poor thing, she did have really bad acne, and so she has pitted scarring, Mm. discoloration, um... And so she got it for that to see if she could kind of help heal the, those scars on her cheeks. 
Um, and it did help her skin and she really? liked it. And I would ask her, does it hurt? You know, but there's different depth levels. She got a very, sh- um, short needle. Right. Um, and so it didn't really hurt her at all. And she just loved it. And then, um, I do know the benefits are to help with healing cell turnover and with product penetration. You know, we've got yeah. all those little microscopic holes in your skin now and then you put a product on they're going to just kind of seep into all those holes so yeah awesome awesome have you ever given one of those facials before no I haven't no yeah that's kind of in the future but I don't know if I can just by myself I'm pretty sure here in this state I cannot because it's those needles are going to penetrate deeper than the surface of the skin which my scope as an esthetician has to stay on top Mm. I can't mm. go into that real live skin where there's blood. Mm. Right. And when you use those dermal rollers, even the really short needles, you're going to have some pinpoint okay. bleeding and stuff right. like that. So, right. Is that yeah. just South Dakota that has like certain laws? Can you do that in other states? Every state's different okay. with their laws. Yeah. Okay. So in Arizona, for example, I, you know, I could do a little bit more. Okay. Like I can't even do dermaplaning right now okay. here in this state, but I could in Arizona. Okay. So, okay. um, but they're, I know that they're trying to change that law here in mm-hmm. South Dakota. It's just kind of up to the medical um, right. medical board and everything to release that to estheticians. So for now, it's like nurses or um, nurses working under daughters, doctors or something that can right. use those tools on people. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So um, what do you think of jade rollers and do they actually benefit your skin? Okay, so I haven't used one of those either, but um, I know the benefits of it, and the, and they're good benefits. Um, again, it's a massage. You're basically you're using it to kind of massage the skin, push fluid and lymph somewhere. <laughs> um, as long as you do it in the right direction, then you can get um, a really nice benefit of just kind of a, a day facelift, if that makes sense, because okay. you're kind of pushing, flu- you know. So which face- way do you um, roll? Um, so, so this is like a lymphatic massage and you can do this with your hands too, or with the roller. Okay. But say you start at your forehead, start at your eyebrows and you're going to roll up. Oh, okay. And then you're going to roll all to the side after that. So just imagine you're trying to move fluid somewhere. So you're going to roll it up your forehead and then take that and then push it to each okay. side of, if that makes sense. Yeah. This is yeah. hard to explain over. Audio, phone. I know, because yeah. yeah. you're like showing us, but they can't right. Look you. it up. You listeners, look it, look <laughs> it up on um, online. I'm sure there's a billion YouTube videos yes. on how to give yourself a, lymph, a facial lymphatic massage. Okay. Um, and then you're going to like move it on both sides of your face. You'll move it down towards your nose. Um, you'll kind of do some circles around your eyes, but again, then bringing it down to your nose. And then um, at your jawline, you're going to push up. Okay. And then bring it all down here okay. to your heart. It's just like using the dry brush. You're trying to get it all okay. moved out and toward your heart, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and it will. It'll kind of lift up your face just because of the circulation and moving that fluid. Um, you can depuff your eyes quite a bit. So um, for me, I just in the morning... When I cleanse my face, I'm kind of using those motions, and you don't have to press hard because you don't want to clog it. You can clog areas of your face up, and then it can kind of swell. So these are just light touches and movements, 
And then when I put on my moisturizer, I do the same thing. Okay. And so it just helps like brighten and give circulation to your skin. And okay. Um, so you can use the roller to do that. Um, you can get the roller cool in your fridge or something like that yeah. and roll it on your face and that'll help with de-swelling too. And um, calm, if you have redness or rosation, it can help calm your skin. Um, and then I even read that some girls were using it to um, put product on their face and they didn't want their fingers and hands absorbing the product. They wanted all the product to kind of just uh -huh. go into their skin so they just keep rolling it, which is true. Your hands and fingers can absorb a lot of your product. Oh. So if you've got like a really good serum or expensive serum, you just um, dermaplaned your own face, for example, <laughs> and you've got this really good serum that you want to um, put on your skin, Put on like plastic gloves, or if you have a roller, use your roller and just oh, okay. put that product on and let it all soak into your face and don't let your fingers get any of it. Is there a certain serum you would recommend to use for your face? Um, like what's a good one? There's a lot of those too. Like a <laughs> lot. So um, my tip would be find one that's geared towards your skin type or what you're trying to achieve on your skin. Okay. Say you've got some sun damage spotting or like big freckles that you don't want. So you want to brighten your skin. Find some kind of a skin lightening serum. Okay. That's made to like brighten pigmentation. And after you whatever kind of exfoli exfoliating treatment you do then you want to put that product on so it'll penetrate into your skin deeper. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 For sure. Awesome. Um, okay. So our, oh, nope, we already asked that. Okay, here we go. Oh, how can you tell which products are truly clean for the skin and which are a scam? Which, I mean, you, you mentioned the Amazon thing, but I guess, I think maybe what are like ingredients, like, Right, ingredients you might want to stay away from, from. Yeah. the big word ingredients that, that were like, what are those, but they're actually okay for your skin, Yeah, you know? Um, again, dyes, fragrance, um, you want to stay away from those, parabens. Um, what's hard is there's some, some natural ingredients have some kind of a weird la or long name right. that looks like it's a chemical, but it's actually just the technical term for it. Um, so I would say you could look up when you're looking at ingredients on a product that you're interested in, just Google it and okay. see what it is. Yeah. Cause it'll tell you it's either grapeseed oil or this is some kind of compound metal, you know, like right. blah, 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 blah. And then you can figure out that this is a chemical or this is just some kind of a natural ingredient. But, um, what's interesting is like parabens are bad. So companies aren't really using parabens anymore but they're using other things that are just like parabens oh, okay. they're just named something right. else they just keep name making different compounds and then naming them different things so you do you just have to look up that word and kind of find out what it is but um the shorter the ingredients list i think the better um and again just looking up the ingredients yourself yes yeah. it's easy to do um but dyes and fragrance are a big one because those are just huge irritants that don't need to be right. in your skincare products, I feel like. So sometimes right. you need the chemicals like we talked about with right. certain um, skin conditions that you're trying to right. treat. So, um, um, I, have a, I have a toner that I'm using right now. And the only thing that I don't like about it is that there is a little bit of fragrance in it. But if it's not... Um, if it's not causing your skin too much irritants, is it still 
would you recommend not putting fragrance on your face? Yes. Just in general, no yeah. matter what? Yeah, I would. Okay. Um, it's harder with makeup, too, because makeup is going to have pigment and color. Makeup's like a whole other monster mm. that I would love to figure out and find products that actually work. Okay. Cover and blend the way that I want them to that aren't just full of chemicals. But mm. um, when it comes to skincare products, there's so many out there that are clean that don't have fragrance and dyes in them right just not you know just use the ones that don't have that in there yeah fragrance is I think a huge irritant to people's skin okay yeah Yeah. especially um, to mine for sure okay yeah I have sensitive skin so Mm -hmm. okay so the next question was um submitted by a more older lady and she said (laughs) should older women use less eyeshadow uh, it depends on your occasion, your eye shape, your skin texture. Uh, some women uh, with mature skin can pull off a very dramatic eye. Or even if it's just for a photo shoot or for some special occasion, like, yeah, every day you don't have to wear heavy eyeshadow unless you're the 70-year-old lady or whatever that loves to put on tons of eye makeup and you feel good, then go ahead and do it. Yeah, that's the beauty of makeup is people can do whatever they want with makeup. There is no rules, um, so I mean, it, if they want to, then that's great. But if it doesn't look good, if you're, you know, a woman in whatever age and you're doing heavy eyeshadow and it's you're just like, I'm not getting it. It doesn't look good. Then maybe you don't need it. That's true. Right. Yeah, that's what I've learned with my more mature clients is. Sometimes um, less is more, and I can make them look beautiful with just um, a light sheen of natural color, like neutral colored eyeshadow, and then I can put false lashes on them. And I mean, it makes all the difference just right there on them. They look beautiful. They don't need all the eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. And even on young women, I've done that too, where some it's just eyeshadow and dramatic eyes don't look good on every single person. Mm -hmm. They don't, not everybody needs it or has the shape. Mm-hmm. for it right so um what's your favorite kind of makeup look to do on other people I know that yours right now it's very natural and glowy yeah. and I love that yeah. but what's your favorite look to do on other people that's pretty much what I do that is pretty so much that's what, what I get hired for yes um most of most of my clients are wedding and so and bridal and when they're hiring somebody else to do their makeup usually it's because they don't know how to do their own and they don't do their makeup a lot. And so a lot of them are like, I just want to look like me. And I want to look natural, but I want to look glamorous as well. And so that's just the kind of look that I love to do. And that's because that's what I do on myself a lot. I don't do all the dramatic stuff anymore. I don't have time. And yeah. I just, you know, um, dramatic makeup is fun. But it's totally not my thing to just like do the costume super dramatic stuff like I really do like to make women just look beautiful like themselves but flawless right Mm -hmm. um yeah that's my favorite look um what's your kind of favorite um makeup trend that's happening right now hmm like contouring the the big lips the eyebrows oh I love the brows I love the direction the way brows are going brows are huge for me um, I love, um, the micro, oh my gosh, microblading, microblading, microblading. microblading. Yes. Like I want to go get that done for myself. Um, I'm always looking at like the pros and looking at their before and after pictures and just amazement 
Um, I love what they're doing with brows and that they're bringing back thicker natural brows because mm-hmm. um, those are going to make you look more youthful. Like the thin, tiny brows. No bueno. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. No bueno. I agree no so miracle much. We, we came back from the early 2000s of makeup trends. I yeah. agree so much to that. Come so yeah. far. Wow. Okay, what do you think of big lips and lip injections? Um, lip injections can be really nice for girls who just don't have lips. Right. Um, it, it kind of seems like every, like, people are really getting into it. And, like, there's yeah. girls in my class that are, like, getting it. Oh, really? Yes. That and, young. Yes. Yeah, so young. And so I'm just yeah. wondering, like, what your thoughts are. Like, how is that for your body? Like, what is the... The, 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 the issue that can happen with that is... Um, you're plumping up the skin, so you're stretching the skin out. Okay. And then that eventually your body absorbs those fluids, yeah. and then you have to go get it done again. Yeah. So you have to keep up on your lip injections, and so over time, it can just as you get older, you're when you, when you do any work on your any kind of fillers. Okay. So fillers in your cheeks to keep lift your face. Yeah. That's why they would put them in your um, cheeks is to kind of lift your face and get rid of those smile lines mm-hmm. um, or plump up your lips. Or uh, if you start when you're young, again, it's going to go away and then you're going to kind of not, it's going to deflate a little. Oh, then, okay. you're gonna, then you're going to want to get it done again, possibly. And the more you do it, if you're in your 20s and then you got to do it in your 30s and 40s, by the time you're in your 50s and stuff, it's just, you're not going to look like you anymore. You'll oh, look okay. like somebody else. And we can see that in movie stars. Yeah, right. Sometimes they ruin their beautiful faces because you kind of can't go back or you don't mm-hmm. want to go back. Um, so you do have to be careful. Like, yeah. um, either just need to find, figure out how to love yourself the way you are or, you, you know, you can get it done and just know that those that's going to happen. Okay. Um, so you want to, what I learned in school is you want to wait as long as possible to start getting injections and Botox and all that stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Um, maybe this is a dumb question, but what is the difference between like people say fillers and then they say Botox? Like what, what exactly is the difference? So Botox is, um, paralyzing your muscles Oh. to like, so you like you have a facial expression right now looking at me like, what? <laughs> what? Um, so it'll so paralyze good. those muscles to where they kind of just stay. It right. flattens them out. Yeah. And so then it flattens out those wrinkles, which looks really nice um, if it's done right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. spend the money to go to somebody good to get this kind of stuff done. Don't cheapen out on this kind of stuff would be my advice. I've never had any of that done, but I just... If I did, then I would spend top dollar right. to make sure that my face doesn't get ruined. Right. But um, so you're paralyzing muscles with that. You're not filling anything. Right. So fillers oh. are you're putting in like hyaluronic acid or some kind of a um, liquid that will stay in that area for a while and plump up. Okay. And then gotcha. eventually goes away. And and the um, Botox wears off too. Right. Is that it's probably not good for your body that it's absorbing that. Is I, there like um, so I just listened to a podcast about that stuff myself just cause I, I am into health as you, in case you haven't noticed. Yes. 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 We love it. So, I love it. Yeah. We're both um, love that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. And so I was, um, listening to a podcast on this health, um, 
renegade lady that I love and she interviewed a plastic surgeon and asked about those things and if they were bad for your body and they've done tons of studies and so they've found so far that Botox is safe that okay. it's fine like they haven't seen any effects on pe- health effects on people and Botox has been around for a while so um they're saying it's safe and I kind of I guess I could agree with that for okay. now too okay because it's been around for a while and then fillers there's different kinds of fillers that are out there so they were saying it needs to be again like a hyaluronic acid is a safe filler for your body to absorb but there's a couple other ones and I don't remember the names of them that um aren't as safe for your body to absorb so uh, you could probably look that up though what are the safer healthier whatever you want (laughs) to call it um filler ingredients out there what's the safe one for your body's health or something like that yeah yeah awesome yeah um have you heard of that they're doing like lip tattoos now yes yes yeah what do you think of that I think they look good I was looking on Instagram actually when I was looking at brows and stuff and then I um saw lip ones and man when it's done right it looks so nice it's just natural it's not like you just have this lip liner line anymore they just um they can kind of make them look bigger that way by going a little outside of your natural lip line and then fill in your whole lip because as you get older you start losing that lip color yeah and your lips kind of start getting lighter um which is fine but if you want that color back and it kind of gives you that youthful look again like I don't know I liked it I liked yeah. how it looks oh. yeah Need to get our Again, you would want to go to the right person. Right. Yes. Goodness gracious. <laughs> do your research and go to yeah, the right, go person. To the right person. That could be so scary. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Well, do you have any other um, words of wisdom or knowledge or anything else you kind of want to tell the world? Um, I would say learn how to love yourself, you know, first. And, um, you know, I, I love makeup and skincare and all of that. And, um, this other work, you know, and uh, Botox and everything it interests me and just having a beautiful look, but uh, it all comes from within too. And so we don't want to get too caught up in all of the beauty and vain stuff because it's all going to disappear eventually anyway. Right. So to remember that and just, so just enjoy, you know, and don't be down on yourself. If you feel like you don't like how you look, go, go get something done or go buy some makeup that you know, makes you feel pretty and mm-hmm. just, you know, live your life happy and yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do like that. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming yeah. on here with us. Yeah. It's been so much. It's been so much fun. I Yay. feel like, um, we, we have different health conversations every once in a while. Skincare has come up a few times and like, we don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> you know, like kind of thing. I mean, you know, you can read articles and books and stuff too, yeah. but when Cameron's like, we should get an esthetician on, I'm like, yes, we absolutely should because mm-hmm. that's one realm that, that I think that a lot of people don't realize just how much, um, information there is to know and how much yeah. misinformation is out there too. Yeah. So I'm like someone who has literally gone to school and has the training and knows what they're talking about. I think it's just, I'm so excited we got to do this. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. I feel honored that you guys chose <laughs> me. So thanks. Yeah, okay. All right, we hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast. Have a good one, guys.